Please note that the following podcast includes discussions of crimes and violence. It may contain graphic descriptions that could be disturbing to some listeners. The show also features talk about the consumption of cannabis, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, it's Linnea with Getting High with True Crime. I just wanted to do a little uh, shout out to another podcast, uh, Michael and Jeremy Steal Your Podcast. Uh, we recently did a little project with them that will be coming out, um, not this Monday, but potentially the next one. So I think around the, oh gosh, my brain is not working around the 19th, I believe. Um, I could be wrong, but around there, they, uh, we did a nice little project with them where they steal our podcast. So definitely check out their podcast. So here is a little bit about them and whatnot. Why are you always making me climb in the smallest of places? Well, Jerry, this is the best way to get to the podcast that we need to steal this week. It's always like we do every week on Mondays. Mondays, every Monday. Religiously. Sometimes I wish we could just walk through the door, but yeah. Every Monday on where? Where do they find it? On yeah, I mean on Spotify, Apple, any anywhere you can find podcasts. That's where we are. I get so hot in these vents. I think they have the heater on. Oh, oh, Jeremy, don't move. Oh, Michael and Jeremy steal your podcast every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and stuff. We're going to take your podcast and we're going to do it better, faster, stronger, hornier. Yes. In an hour. Or more. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, it did. Oh, okay. Okay, so here we are recording. Uh, and this is episode 34 of Getting High with True Crime. Uh, it's me, Linnea, and we have somebody we haven't had in a while back <laughs> on. And her name is Stephanie. Hello. Yeah, she's filling in for Melissa, who is off in a tropical paradise right now enjoying the beaches of the dominican <laughs> very jealous of her <laughs> yeah me too she's been posting pictures on facebook and oh. like dude <laughs> i want to go <laughs> today i was so cold i was complaining that i had to have my space heater a foot away from my body oh. inside the shop like <laughs> and here she is like oh send a beach <laughs> damn her <laughs> jealous <laughs> jealous jealous yeah so uh we got more my beaver has traveled stickers in oh nice i had to order more because we sold out nice that's awesome so i'll be posting those ones up uh soon as i can remember to do so i better write a note otherwise i'm totally gonna forget stickers there we go yeah so if anybody wants uh my beaver has traveled sticker you can uh email me at getting high with true crime at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on facebook at well getting high with true crime so with that um i guess we will jump into this one and see how it goes <laughs> So this is uh, episode 34, and this one is about Chris Benoit. So uh, June 25th, 2007, Fayette County Sheriff's Office performed a welfare check 
um, this welfare check was requested by the WWE, so World Wrestling Entertainment. The welfare check was at the home of WWE star Chris Benoit, and the welfare check turned up tragedy as Chris Benoit, his wife, and their young son were all found dead in their home. The scene appeared to be a murder-suicide. I remember seeing like headlines like on the like breaking news kind of thing on the tv when it happened yeah i remember that yeah it was everywhere yeah uh born may 21st 1967 chris benoit was wow <laughs> i love my notes because <laughs> i i said born may 21st 1967 chris benoit was born obviously <laughs> Uh, yeah. So this is what happens when I'm trying to watch my kids play Taekwondo and write down notes for oh, the podcast. I thought you might have been lifted when you were writing this. <laughs> no, definitely not. I do not do that when I'm this way because if I do that, I guarantee you it ain't going to make any sense whatsoever. It'll go off on random tangents or I'll just start repeating the same idea a couple times in a row. It's me on a good day. <laughs> well, yeah. But you have so much stuff going on on your brain. You're busy, yeah. busy. We all are. Yeah. Uh, so he was born in Edmonton, Alberta. Oh, no. He was born and then he was raised in Edmonton, Alberta. So fellow Albertans. So that's just north of where we are currently situated. Um, and he seemed to have a good standard Canadian childhood. So pretty typical. Yeah, pretty average. Living in an igloo. Riding the dog sled to school every morning. <laughs> double double. <laughs> we got it. That's you have to. Like we baptize our children in double double. Yeah. That works. <laughs> um huh. I'm sure there's a sticker idea there somewhere. I think. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, so at age six, uh Chris was in a car accident, uh, resulting in his head hitting the windshield um, and ended up spending about three days in hospital. So that's pretty serious. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he ended up being okay and eventually was released from hospital. He also played football in school and surprisingly did not have any injuries from that. That is kind of a rare thing. Uh he first fell in love with the wrestling. Oh, with wrestling. <laughs> I said that's so stupid. Yeah, with wrestling as a preteen. So that 11, 12 year old age group. Actually, yeah. I think that's I, I know I, I used to watch a bit of wrestling. I um, I grew up with it. We like a lot of it. We oh really my mom was obsessed with it and we'd watch all the pay-per-views and all that. <laughs> we even went to one in Calgary. Oh wow. Nice. Mm -hmm. So when this happened, it was like a big thing in my household. Oh, I would imagine. Like, I remember talking to a couple other kids on the school bus on the way to school and learning about what we'd seen on the weekend and stuff like that. So Yeah, my mom thought he was like framed and he would never do anything like that. She was really upset about it. Well, you know, if somebody you truly admire, it's kind of hard to see them fall like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we would always talk on the bus about like all the different ones we'd see and stuff. And I remember when like Chris Jericho was new yeah. and I thought he was so hot. Oh my God. <laughs> I always like the Hardy Brothers. Yeah, he was one of my favorites. Him and I like Goldberg. Goldberg was another of my favorites. Yeah, Batista. He was, but he came in like, I think when I saw him, he was more like the bad guy. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't like him because he was a bad guy. Well, they were my favorite because they were so stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so, so bad. But um, knowing how, like, yeah, it is an a pre-planned scenario, right? Yeah. But it's the only pre-planned in the way that they know who they're fighting and the result yeah, all that stuff in the middle is purely those guys and their talent and their training to <laughs> make it look amazing, but not actually hurt each other. Yeah. So, and well, I mean, harder than the actual fighting. 
you know, it would probably be a lot harder than actually just kicking the shit out of each other. <laughs> because you got to have restraint. And these are like big dudes. Yeah. So, yeah. Like Chris, ben, of... Chris Benoit, he was actually one of the shortest ones. He was really short. Yeah. Yeah. He had, little, he had little person syndrome. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. But yeah, I remember that a lot. And actually, part, there's days where I, I like, if you know, if you're up at like, boston pizza and they have all the tvs on and stuff yeah. every now and then they'll show wrestling or something i yeah. will watch it yep because <laughs> i'm still bored it's like it's like an aggressive soap opera that's totally yeah, what it is it is a very aggressive soap opera yep yep yeah <laughs> so uh so yeah he played football in school and surprisingly did not have any injuries from that um and then yeah he is a preteen he become became absolutely obsessed and wanted to be a pro wrestler oh let's try and turn my page there's slippery pages uh oh yeah and he even started to work out at that time so building up those muscles so in 1985 i would have been three <laughs> chris began <laughs> to train in wrestling with a man by the name of Stu hart in calgary alberta so just south of us uh he completed uh competed with heart stampede wrestling promotion in the late 80s and that's like that was a huge thing like huge yeah. yeah like yeah i remember sometimes coming back from like summer break and stuff like that and hearing about how people had some of the boys had talking with each other about how they'd seen it and how so-and-so kicked the ass of so-and-so and stuff <laughs> so i remember yeah. that very vividly um, um yeah so chris would then go on to wrestle for the wcw so now the world championship wrestling uh for a couple years then in 1994 chris began to wrestle for extreme championship wrestling and see and that's one i never really heard of but there's so was many... more like in the title it it's more extreme like it's way more aggressive Ugh. That's crazy. So a super aggressive soap opera. Yeah. Super duper. Uh do, 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 do. so oh yeah, okay. So in this my research and stuff, I did um hear about an interview that Chris Jericho had once done. And he on it he had talked about um watching Chris Benoit compete at Stampede Wrestling. And that is actually what initiated his dream to become a pro wrestler. Mm. So that's yeah. kind of cool. That is. Because he's also, yeah, he's also Canadian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, they both are. Yay. Um, so Chris Jericho said that Benoit could be a perfectionist in the ring. He talked about how Benoit once made a very minor mistake during a match with him, and Jericho found Benoit after that match making himself do squats as a form of punishment. So he would re remember to do better next time. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. crazy. Uh huh. Can't even make myself do five squats just for shits and giggles. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, I'll do one just to prove that my knees aren't broken. And then I'm good. <laughs> I'm done. Basically. Squats are the devil. <laughs> yep. Because, like, I've tried workouts where that's, like, kind of the starter ones because it's easy, right? Wow. And then I try and walk the next day to go down my stairs. And it's, like, I feel like a giraffe with brand new baby legs. Like, <laughs> Right? Dean made me work out with him yesterday. Oh, yeah. Doing squats and stuff. Like, he's a drill instructor. I was <laughs> actually sore today. <laughs> Like yeah. my six year old, like you can climb the stairs fine, but it's the going down that your legs just don't want to freaking work. They're just <laughs> There's a lot of stairs today at work. Oh, god, <laughs> yeah, yes. So, so that's kind of so he was kind of a perfectionist, that's intense. He, yeah, he wanted to, you know, be the king of his craft. Um, so now we enter Nancy. Uh, Chris Benoit's future wife. So not a wife yet. Gotta get there. So uh she gets picked out of a crowd to start working for the same wrestling outfit that Chris was working for at that time. She was in the process of divorcing. Well, when I say in the process, I mean like 
this is kind of like the beginning of them falling out yeah Yeah. um so yeah she was a in the process of things starting to go down south with uh her husband then uh kevin sullivan who was also a wrestler so she played kevin's fallen angel as his character uh was supposed to be a bad guy i don't really remember him very much okay no i don't know just googling his picture because i i like if i saw his face i'd remember what was the name again kevin sullivan oh yeah american professional wrestler ew i mean that might be now what did he look like back then still ew it's always been i remember his face but yeah he's got like he's kind of like if you bought your version of hulk hogan off a wish yeah wcw huh kevin francis sullivan yeah yeah he's uh it's it's definitely like if you bought hulk hogan off a wish yeah okay yeah that's that's the way to describe it (laughs) (laughs) oh so yeah so she got picked out of a crowd to play this part in the thing and that's kind of interesting because it's kind of like you get an acting job but it's like you're instantly famous right uh, like there's crazy. no working your way up there becoming like whatever no you're just fucking in front of everyone <laughs> yeah so eventually the two joined um up with the wcw and kevin really liked chris so ended up getting matched against him quite often he just liked the way the man worked, how safe he made his matches, like just crazy. So Nancy's character is then written in such a way that her character and Chris's character end up having a storyland affair. I remember this. I do yeah. remember this. <laughs> We're like old. It's coming no, it's coming back in like like picture yeah. memories for me. <laughs> Like, I can even picture this on my mom's TV, on the TV stand, the very specific TV stand, because, yeah, it was the one with the bookshelf. Anyways, like, I can (laughs) picture this, like, I'm right there. So, yeah, so I remember this storyline that they had going on. Um, Though, uh, on a real life level, the two also started to have feelings for each other. As we often see in the entertainment industry, when you're working with somebody else of the opposite persuasion, usually it ends up happening that not long after you hear about, oh, so-and-so getting a divorce, so-and-so and so-and-so getting married now. Yep. It's like, ooh, 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 Brad and Jen, like Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Yeah. And then he did uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Angelina Jolie. And then next thing you know, Splitsville. And he gets married to Angelina Jolie. And then that turns into a whole weird shit show. Yep. With and children. The weird, and... the weird couple off of Twilight and all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it happens quite a lot. But, I mean, you, you would get really close to these people on a different level because you have to work oh, with yeah. them so closely. And it's an emotional thing. Yeah. Yep. Celebrities are a weird breed. Yep. So Chris would be the one uh, Nancy would reach out to when her and Kevin's relationship started to deteriorate in real life. Uh, Kevin apparently was beating Nancy. So in real life, they were leaving each other and that played out before the camera as well. So they kind of, I think they did write that into the storyline somehow. Um, at that At this time, she splits with Kevin and... Nancy and Chris began a relationship and eventually a family to start a family together. So now she is with Chris. So the couple got married November 23rd of 2000. So I just graduated high school. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was then uh, Chris began his career with the WWE He made the change because he wanted his character to be bigger and more of a main character, which wasn't happening with the WCW. Yeah. So in 2003, Nancy applied for a restraining order from Chris, though, uh, 
accusing him of breaking furniture, screaming at her, etc. Like, he just would go apeshit crazy. Eventually, though, she dropped her request for the restraining order. As we see happening quite often. It's kind of like the flow. Uh, the two were in a rocky place. According to Nancy, the two ended up having a fight where he hurt her. But within a few days, the two got back together. Though the two's relationship didn't improve, Nancy would confide in her friends a lot about all their fights. It was reported that once the couple even got into a fight while driving to a friend's house, and Chris got so enraged that he ended up breaking the windshield of the car. Yes. Like, that's just scary and terrifying. That's intense. That's, yeah. Like, that glass can literally take a beating. Yeah. So, so yeah. It's what it's designed for. So yeah. it, it takes it's a just, lot to smash the windshield glass. It's that's, nuts. That's crazy. That'd be yeah. scary. Yeah. It seemed as though Chris's temper or rage rather grew over time. So each time it would be worse and worse and worse. So increasing in severity. Yeah. Yeah. So in May of 2003, Nancy filed for divorce. In the divorce application, Nancy was seeking child support as well as sole custody of the couple's son, Daniel. Chris was trying to get joint custody because they still wanted his son in his life. And eventually Nancy withdrew her complaint or didn't actually go through with the divorce. In November of 2005, Chris was thinking of leaving pro wrestling to start his own wrestling school. Chris also became more withdrawn from everyone and his behavior and mood started to change. Um, but he did manage to keep professional throughout this and still do all the performances he was supposed to do. Some close friends of Chris started to notice that over time, Chris became more and more paranoid. He would drive different routes and cars to work and he would constantly check on the alarm system throughout the night. So that sounds like paranoia. Paranoia and then not sleeping. Yeah, so is that like an anxiety disorder at this point? Could be. Maybe. I think a lot of OCD, too. You obviously had it. Yeah, well, if it's perfectionism, right? Yeah. Um. So he would start to become angrier and angrier. And for almost three months, he talked to no one. Uh, he considered retiring again in 2006. And Nancy thought this would be best for Chris, but he kept working. So he didn't actually retire. Um, and neighbors found Chris to be very secluded. Like he was even like, you know how you go howdy neighbor over the fence? No. Yeah. Or in yeah. our, our case, we yell weird shit at each other across the fence <laughs> before. <laughs> um, but he wasn't even doing that anymore. Okay. Which is kind of weird. Yeah. It's at that point that the neighbors would be like, did I do something wrong? Yeah, <laughs> did, your neighbors did... know if something's off, right? Yeah, you can always tell. It's like we have our one neighbor on the one side of us. And his parking has become more erratic lately all <laughs> over the map. And he's just, it's just like he's not using his brain. Yeah. So now, so now, you know, those things where you're not really on like a talking level with your neighbors and you just start making up nicknames and scenarios. Uh so now we're starting to wonder if he has a drinking a drinking problem. <laughs> don't park near him. <laughs> no, normally we don't. It's just it never fucking fails. It'll be garbage night like tonight. Tonight's garbage night. And yeah. we'll go to take our bins out. And he's parked all the way up to our driveway. Like, oh, uh, so yeah. we can't put the bins there. Oh, but I don't think I think he's too not getting it like that. Why do you always land the weirdest neighbors? I don't know because we have, we have him, and his wife and kids, and then across we did make a new friend with a neighbor, so it's a new neighbor named Jason from Ontario, and he's he's cool he's cool he could be like he's like gives you Italian mobster vibes. It's kind of awesome. That's what you need. <laughs> That's what you need for the neighborhood. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, if you ever have the chance to to meet Jason, you will get it. You will totally get it. Huh. Yeah. Maybe like, the next fire. Maybe, yeah. Um, and then uh yeah, and then there's it just 
Then there's the weird square house with the drunk guy. And then there's the other girl that we only ever see her, but she seems to have a lot of different boyfriends. That girl. Yeah. She probably just has a really good paycheck. We're, well, yeah, but our theory is it involves OnlyFans. Yeah, exactly. Her income's probably pretty good. <laughs> I, would, I would imagine. Um, but yeah, so and it's just weird. So my neighbors are pretty cool. The the one side, the one side, we I think I have an understanding when they're fighting uh-huh. because they're not chatty. Normally, they're very chatty. Oh, okay. And if they if there's like a day I go outside or whatever, and they don't talk, chances yeah. are later that day I'm going to hear them yelling. That makes sense. Yeah. And they have like three cats that they let outside all the time. And my cat kicked their one of their cat's butts the other night. He like <laughs> came inside the house with hair stuck in his teeth, in his claws, and he had oh, he other cats blood on his face. Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So I'm that neighbor. <laughs> what? At least you, your cat's not a wuss. <laughs> well, he's a dragon. His name is Toothless. <laughs> Well, apparently he can't be that toothless. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so you hey. always have the weird neighbors, the weird scenarios, right? So. Yeah. So uh, where are we at? Where are we at? There we are. There, there, there. Okay. Um, but Chris still kept working. And that was just, it was just kind of weird. Like he could be professional and do the job, but. As soon as he was out of that, he was somebody else. His, he was somewhere else. High functioning sense. still. High functioning anxiety is kind of like that. Yeah. Not talking from experience. Yeah, I was just thinking that we're not talking oh. from experience at all. No, no, I have not. I have never not been diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. <laughs> uh, that is sarcasm, everyone who has not clued into that yet. It is sarcasm. <laughs> Uh, so on June 23rd, 2007, Chris missed attending a live wrestling event in Texas. On June 24th, he missed another event and no one was able to get a hold of him. So that's yeah. kind of suspicious. Uh, the WWE was uh, made aware of some concerning text messages that Chris had sent some of his co-workers. Um, and I guess some of... Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if it was his family or Nancy's family, but um, weird text messages. Uh, they informed police, asking police to perform a welfare check on Chris and his family. And on June 25th, 2007, police performed the welfare check. They were able to go into the Benoit home, and upon doing so, they discovered the bodies of Chris, Nancy, and their son. So the neighbor had informed, so when the police show up, to the address um they get talking with one of the neighbors so the neighbor had informed the police doing the check that she had not seen anyone come or go from the benoit household for about three or four days the neighbor was also able to help the police by containing chris's two dogs which were in a there's like a fenced off area around the swimming pool yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so um they were in there so not running free in the yard so i'm sure it would have been okay but i don't know Uh, anyways um so she took the dogs and um took them into the house because apparently she knows how to go into the house and we're at here yeah so she took the dogs into the benoit home probably put them in their crates or if they had a room or whatever um and then but not long after she came running out of the house screaming that Daniel was dead. So two officers enter the homes, gun drawn, because somebody's dead. Uh, there was a distinct smell of decomp in the air. So that's it's a very distinct smell. Yep. I've I've been told people smell have a there's a sweet hint to it. Ugh, it's gross. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they enter, they smell the decomp, so they slowly start making their way upstairs. So they first see, find Daniel's bedroom, and 
going in. They discover Daniel's body in his bed. Um, next, they're able to discover Nancy on the floor of the home office. So we're going to break it down now. So on Tuesday, June 19th, so we're going back a bit here, Chris Benoit competed in his final wrestling match. Friday, June 22nd, it was reported that Chris rushed home due to a family emergency. Coroners also determined that Nancy was killed on that Friday sometime. They weren't sure of the time, but they knew she was killed on Friday. She had been found wrapped in a towel and her limbs, so hands and feet, had been bound. There was also a Bible placed on the floor next to her. The autopsy would reveal that Chris had pressed his knee into her back while strangling her with a cord wrapped around her neck. Jeez. That's brutal. That's that's horrible. Well, and you know there's no way she's breaking out of that because... You can't break that he well and he's so strong like even like you can do that to a weak person like a weak person could be doing that and they still have the upper hand just because of the positioning yeah yeah um so yeah so saturday the 23rd of june so the next day chris did not show up for a match he had was supposed to have that day um it was unknown at as to what time this occurred on the saturday but chris sedated daniel with Xanax, and then suffocated his son in his son's bedroom. He also left a copy of the Bible next to Daniel. So, Chris also contacted the talent relations office of the WWE, informing them that he would be putting, oh, be getting in late um, as Nancy and Daniel were both sick and vomiting, and that they were at the hospital. So about 3.30 p.m. that day, Chavo Guero, a fellow wrestler, received a voicemail from Chris stating he had missed his flight and that he would be late for the flight. Chavo called Chris back and reported that Chris sounded out of it and grew very concerned. He hung up but attempted to call Chris back about 12 minutes later. Benoit did not answer, so Chavo left a voicemail asking Chris to call him back. Around 3.44 p.m., Chris called Chavo back and told him he didn't answer because he had been on the phone trying to change his flight. That was a lot of phone tag. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So, Sunday, the 24th of June, a total of five text messages were sent out to co-workers between 3.51 a.m. and 3.58 a.m. from both Chris and Nancy's cell phones. Four of these messages uh, were the family's home address. Another, the fifth, was that Chris had put the family's two dogs into the enclosed area around the pool and that he had also left the side garage door open. Oh, that would be really weird to receive. I think, though, immediately my brain would click. I think I would. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Either this is a suicide situation or they some they need to there's something they bad had going to even this is they need to yeah. come look after their house but like suicide would be on my radar right away yeah. um so it is unknown as to an exact time but chris may have taken a cocktail of xanax and hydrocodone then proceeded to hang himself using one of the weight machines in his basement so i mean that's disturbing yeah why hmm. just the fact that he had to take all those drugs to kill himself yeah that's... right before i don't know maybe he wanted to make sure it would yeah would be able to fight to save himself yeah. if he changed his mind maybe maybe uh, yeah. So Monday, the 25th of June, the WWE contacted the Fayette County Sheriff's Office uh, to do the welfare check after getting word th- about the bizarre text uh, fellow wrestlers had received. And at 4.45 p.m., the county sheriffs informed uh, the WWE of the situation. So 
finding all of them dead. The media tried to put a psychotic rage spin on the story as to why Chris had killed his family. Eventually, the WWE would release a statement regarding the media's attempts at trying to blame steroid use for the murder-suicide. This statement read as follows. The physical findings announced by authorities indicate deliberation, not rage. The wife's feet and hands were bound and she was asphyxiated, not beaten to death. By the account of the authorities, there were substantial periods of time between the death of the wife and the death of the son, again suggesting deliberate thought, not rage. The presence of a Bible by each is also not an act of rage. So that was their official statement. Yeah. The WWE also scrubbed any existence of Benoit, removing him from merchandise, website, old footage, and even canceled the memoir show that they had planned and instead aired a show highlighting John Cena's greatest moments. <laughs> wow. I love John Cena. He's awesome. Oh, he is. He's a good, yeah. He's a good human. Yep. Um. So yeah, this whole thing was just, it's a very unfortunate tragedy. Um, cause the way they handled it. Yeah. So they wouldn't be to blame. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And I mean, technically, they can't. I mean, really, they should. I mean, they should. When he started to act weird, somebody should have said, hey, we need to get you checked out. Yeah. Because obviously something, either you need a psychiatrist or you need a doctor. Like, yeah. One of those two. Um, and I think that's why, like, this was this was kind of the big forefront case that kind of really pushed that re- for that strive for research on head injuries in sports. Because there was also, I think, around that time, a couple football players that yeah. killed their wives or girlfriends, um, things like that. And it was all people who had suffered severe concussions from the sport they played, things like that. So. I know around that time, that's when there was a real big drive to, for more research on this yeah. and why they take it, it head injuries so much more seriously now Yeah, than it's... even like, what, 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Plus that head injury when he was a kid, that was pretty severe. Yeah, they, he probably just seemed fine, but they don't know what it did to his head, right? Well, and sometimes the, the effects of that brain damage don't it, show up until later on when you're an adult doing adult things in adult situations, like you're you having to function differently. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what I got. <laughs> yeah. It's a tragic story, and it's unfortunately probably one that never needed to happen no one of those if somebody would have spoke up yeah and something i don't i can't remember who which podcaster says this basically it's if you see see if you see something you say something yeah and this was one of those cases where there were signs that something was not okay like from very early on too yeah like yeah i think the way he handled trying to be perfect at everything like at each match and stuff like that was that's not normal no not really no like i mean i can understand wanting to be the best at something but punishing yourself with physical punishment isn't necessarily healthy mentally not even close like you get better by figuring out what you did wrong and working on that not physically hurting yourself or not really hurting but straining yourself on purpose yeah yeah like i don't know there's so many things that yeah well i think there's they're starting to understand concussions and the long-term damage those can cause yeah like i even justin isn't fully normal from over a year ago when he sustained his major concussion at work but has he ever been normal well no but but, like things like his memory (laughs) yeah i know yeah but yeah (laughs) no i get it i've had 
I've had quite a few concussions and like I I was always told that as an adult as I get probably in my 30s or whatever I'd get some wicked headaches Mm -hmm. and I've the last little while I've been getting a whole like it's a different kind of headache I've always had tension headaches but these ones they're totally they knock me on my butt even more yeah I get the headaches I had yep. actually just as finishing making supper, I got a migraine attack. Like really, it just it was like nothing, nothing, know. and then I could feel a, a very quick build of pain, and it was yeah. full blast migraine. I just didn't have the auras this time, so I completely went into like preservation mode because I'm like, I don't want to cancel recording tonight. I'm like, I gotta get this shit under control. <laughs> I could have been sitting at my commercial claim tomorrow talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, no, I I managed to get in control, but I think it's the pressure change in the weather that triggered it this time. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. oh, I that's the one thing I don't like about fall is it messes with my migraines so bad. So and everybody's sick. Actually, oh, knock on wood, we haven't been that bad. Yeah, lucky you. I got two germ biohazards upstairs. <laughs> it's a good way to talk about kids with illness <laughs> they are biohazards biohazards yeah yeah but yeah i don't know the head injuries i can't remember the footballer's name but there's a netflix documentary oh. on him yes um crap i watched it too it was a very good one it was yeah, i'm glad that things are more aware of head injuries and what to watch for? Oh, uh, Killer Inside: The Mind of Aaron Hernandez. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Because his stuff started pretty early too, but it got way worse, I think. Yeah, it kind of ramped up too, kind of like how Ben Was did. Like, whereas, you know, this is whatever, and then it kind of just goes like this. Nobody can see what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's an arch going upwards, guys. Like, quite yeah. steep. I noticed a lot of, when you look back at a lot of the killers' histories and serial killers, they have a head injury. That's actually one of the precursors that they look for now, I think, when they're doing a lot of, like, their background history on somebody. So. Yeah. Because I think that's part of the study, too. Yeah. That, yeah, I don't know. That's just crazy. And it seems it's more critical if it happens in your childhood. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be, like, somehow the magic mix that makes the bad things happen later. Yeah. And then, plus, I think Chris Benoit was also taking steroids and stuff, wasn't he? He had a drug issue and an alcohol issue. So that would have impeded on his thought process and his ability to think clearly, for sure. I think there was a time when he was sober. Not 100% sure, but yeah, no, it was definitely, he definitely had a lot of substance issues. And I think, can't remember what it all was but there was definitely some abusing drugs and alcohol oh yeah yeah i don't know which is a sad story it is it's tragic it's sad that people had to die yeah and it affected a lot of people because a lot of people watch wrestling and oh it's it's so big like not even just like in not in north america but like japan has a crazy following for that that wrestling like a lot of the wrestlers here they'll actually go work in japan for a while and stuff too and back and yeah forth. yeah like, i know hulk hogan did it uh chris jericho did it i think benoit did it a little bit i think he did go over there for a short time early yeah. in his career but yeah like a lot of them do yeah and yeah. i don't know just one of those things and it was so public too and then how the wwe handled that was really sad i think i agree yeah i agree it could have been handled better but i think they were just worried about losing everything if it was blamed on steroids and 
Yeah. Like, like just, I know they had to cover their asses, but it would be a PR nightmare for sure. Imagine getting that phone call, man. Is the PR person's like, I I request after we're done with this, a year of holidays, <laughs> paid holidays. Who's the owner of WWE? Is, is it, it Ed McMahon? Vince McMahon. Vince was. McMahon. I think he sold it though recently. I heard about this. I think it was on Joe Rogan. They talked about it. Uh, let me just look. Uh, now, oh, now the WWE is owned by Endeavor. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they did. They did get bought out, and. It also looks like they're uniting WWE and UFC somehow. Oh, they're the companies are becoming one. Oh, okay. Yeah, UFC unite for new twenty one point four billion dollars sports entertainment company. So, the two biggest yeah fighting just, companies are getting together. I was looking at the drugs in his toxicology report, and it said that he had a. Elevated levels of Xanax, like you said, hydrocodone, and testosterone. Ooh. But that's it. Well, testosterone, who knows? That could have been something he supplemented anyways. Yeah. But yeah, testosterone isn't steroids, so. Is it? No. No, but it will help. Yeah, it would, I guess. Yeah, I guess it was higher levels. It can really, it can put you in a void rage. Hmm. So I can't talk really well because I have an expander in my mouth now. Ah, that's fine. No, that's fine. <laughs> Sometimes I can't talk very well either, but it's usually because I'm too high. <laughs> <laughs> I just like torturing myself with metal devices in my mouth. Which poopies behind you? That's, that's Artemis. Artemis. You. Probably won't listen to you. No. But try and get Brandon <laughs> to play with, like, to talk to them on yep. speakerphone and they don't care. <laughs> They're like, whatevs. <laughs> you leave us. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's quite the case, I think. Yeah. And it's definitely one of those ones that has always been in my brain. And I've always it kind of lives there rent free there's a few of them that do yeah that's that's one of them that i really i don't know for some reason i just hold it a little bit closer and i'm not sure if it's because i watch wrestling or if it's because he's from here i'm not yeah it's just one of those things i know when you asked me if i could do it in what case it was i'm like that's just so funny because it was just like one of those things my mom was obsessed about so yeah, so you get it, <laughs> and you know who we're talking about. Yeah, I just it worked out because I haven't been following true crime lately for yeah. the last little while. I only listened to a couple podcasts, and yeah, just because it was I was listening to too many. Uh yeah, you kind of got to pick your faves, and then th- any others are just supplemental if you have a weird craving. But I usually have about seven hours a day where I can listen to stuff. Mm, yeah. So I run out of stuff really fast with podcasts. So that's true. That is very true. I kind of do a mixture. It's like Mondays I'll listen to like on the way to work. I'll I will actually listen to the episode. Because oh, okay. Usually I don't remember everything we said. And so it's kind of <laughs> like listening to a whole new podcast <laughs> that I wasn't a part of. Oh. So, so it, it's it. funny to hear it as a listener yeah so usually I'll, I'll do that and then i'll listen to dark poutine yeah of course and then i usually listen to crime junkie and then oh, i hop over from crime junkie to i'm just going to my podcast list because then let's see here so yeah i'm really I'm, behind on dark poutine oh there's some good ones the this past week 
They did one. It was basically like an ode to all Canadian cryptids and oh, I have to listen to it. Lore. It it's funny because at one point, I think one of the it might have been the first story. They're talking about this giant frog from over east coast somewhere, and it's like all like apparently it would fart and it would be like is that where okay i was wondering about all those posts and then they were like do frogs even fart like is that (laughs) actually and so then of course i'm like at work i'm googling do amphibians fart and then it comes up with a thing that they don't think they really have the muscles to control a fart (laughs) so that if they do fart it's probably more just a continual leakage that's a nice picture. <laughs> yeah, so I screenshot that and I posted it in the in the Yumber Yard. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so, so funny. Yeah, I'll listen to them and then uh, Crime Junkie. Oh, it would help if I put it on podcast. I'm like scrolling through and I can't find shit. Um, Joe Rogan, he's got some good people on every now and then. He had a. He actually recently he had Hulk Hogan on. That would be a good one. It's a really good one. I actually thoroughly enjoyed that one because uh, Hulk Hogan talks about like fighting with all these guys and his time in Japan and like it covers a lot of topics and stuff. So, awesome. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, and then, oh, I like Morbid because they're oh, weird. Right yeah. Uh, Helen Gone is back on again. There's a new season of it. Who? So Helen Gone. It's oh. a good one. I think this is the what season is this one? Uh, where are we at? Oh, okay, maybe I don't know. Yeah, Helen gone. They have a new season, anyways. They're good. Uh, who else do we really like? Do do do. Moms and murder. Uh, they used to be moms and murders. Now it's moms and mysteries uh oh have you listened to someone know something no that is a good one that one is um the host name where is it does it say oh come on where is it um david ridgen he works for cbc and it's um there's quite a few different there's like one case per season and he really goes through it and he talks with the families he goes and like searches the areas they've even i think in one of the ones he actually brought in like cadaver dogs to try and do a search sort of thing like his interview skills are really good and just his voice and the way he interacts with people is amazing i need to text me the name of these yeah i'll forget yeah <laughs> I'll probably forget to message you. <laughs> um, oh, and my new favorite one is Big Mad True Crime. I really like that one. I've listened to that one for the longest time. That one's good. And Minds of Madness. Tyler actually does our yeah. opening yeah. disclaimer for the show. He's one of my favorites. I don't know. I've always liked his voice. Yeah. But he sounds totally different because I listened to the after party thing or whatever for Dark Routine. And he yeah. was on there. Totally yeah. different. Oh, yeah, yeah, because when I messaged him, just complete on the whim, because I'm like, there's no way he's going to say yeah, but whatever, I'd be like, hey, my name's Linda and I just started a podcast, it's called Getting High With Your Crime, this is what we do, is there any chance you would be up for doing our disclaimer for the show? Yeah. And his reply, sure. <laughs> and I'm like, screaming fangirl, like, like, <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh my god, like I jumped out of my chair and I ran to my supervisor at work and I was like, Oh, he said yes, he said yes. And she's like, said yes to what? <laughs> Kayla, so, we need more details. <laughs> yeah, I needed to explain. But uh yeah, and then so I said, Oh, that's amazing. Thank you, thank you. How much do you charge? He's like, No, no, don't worry about it. Um he's like, How would you like it to sound? Do you want, you know, just a uh, me doing me or or do you want the epic voice and i was like wait you have options <laughs> so i was like um uh whatever you decide i was like whatever that's fine it's just i'm like it just has to say that we talk about graphic stuff and that also we do talk about cannabis so he did a really great job 
and I'm very happy with that disclaimer. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Then there's a new podcast that I've kind collabed with. We me and Melissa recorded it not last week, the week before. Um and I do believe it's going to be out not next Monday, but the Monday after. Okay. And it is I should I gotta pull it up so I don't mess up their name. It's Michael and Jeremy steal your podcast. Right? Yeah, you were telling me about that. That'll be yeah. fun. Oh, it was a blast. It was so much fun. So I'm curious to see how it actually turns out once he's edited it all together. But yeah, because it I mean it's really hard trying to act while you're high. <laughs> because we all prepped he's like yeah "Yeah, just do your normal stuff and i'm like so you i I gotta go get high then and he's like okay so me and melissa we we prep by you know smoking one like we're in our separate houses though and then they also did it was great it was funny that's awesome yeah that's cool look at you go yeah that was fun so i'm glad we did it and i would totally do it again yeah yeah, I even gave him permission to make fun of my name, which <laughs> they did. Oh, good. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes because it, it's a really fun process. So anybody out there, if you're looking to do something fun and crazy and kind of get your name out there a little bit more, uh, Michael and Jeremy Studio Podcast, it's freaking amazing. They're, they're amazing, fun, sarcastic guys that are they're a blast to work with. So I'm glad I took that opportunity. Looking forward to listening to that one. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, share it on our Facebook and all our other socials and stuff, of course. So good, good. Yeah, and I I got their little promotion blurb. I got it. I'm gonna add it to this podcast nice. episode when I edit it all together. Oh, okay. I should probably write myself a post-it note to remind myself to actually do that. <laughs> MNJ Steel Podcast blurb yeah because yeah, i'll probably edit this tomorrow i'll have to edit this tomorrow because i'm going to the country for thanksgiving You're going up north yep nice going up i'm going north. way down south opposite directions yeah i could have went to camaros but i'm choosing my family this year yeah We'll do Brandon's family next year. Yeah, Cassie needs to go see her horse. So, Aww. yeah, apparently, uh, her her grandpa has started uh, training it to ride. So, nice. He's got a, some. I'm assuming a neighbor kid or something's helping him because his back's too bad to. Yeah, do I was that gonna part. say. Hopefully, he's got somebody to help do the yep. first few rides or a yep. couple rides at least. Make sure there's no buck. Yeah, no, it, it seemed to have gone well. He sent us a picture of the, the kid on the horse, so. Aww. Yeah, so. Well, so, I hope so, you have a good Thanksgiving. I hope so, too. We'll see how it goes. We're taking the truck up, but we're going to somehow manage to fit the Great Dane, the Poodle, one kid, because the other kid's staying here, uh, and our luggage and us in the truck. Do you have a tunnel cover or something? No. Have fun. Yeah, I know, right? I'm like the the worst part about it is the toy poodle gets car sick. Yeah, so both my dogs. I'm gonna have to hold them on my lap unless give I just her, put them on the give floor. Give him in the gravel the night before. Yeah, and then an hour before you guys hit the road. Just like human gravel. Yeah. How much? A lot. He's like twenty pounds. Um, like. Uh, I give my dogs like a whole pill, so maybe give them half a pill. I don't, I don't know the MGs. I have to look. I'll look it up. Okay. Yeah. Yes, but you have to do it the night before too, because I wasn't doing that, oh. and it didn't work as good. But you have to do it the night before, and then an hour before you leave. I can probably do that. Well, we could give it a try. Luna, Luna's really good in the vehicle. Like when I drove up to Valley View before. Um, 
and we it was just me and my youngest she whined a little bit for like while we drove slowly in town but once we hit the highway she didn't care at all she was like whatevs well i hope you guys have fun with that me too should be interesting do a day trip down to medicine hat and back that's a long trip yeah but if we don't do a day trip we have to deal with the dogs that's and i don't want anybody to have to come here to feed them and stuff so that's fair that's the only reason why i'm taking the dogs with me is because of the weekend and no i don't have people that can watch my dogs yeah so we just take them with us yeah because your oldest is probably going with her the other family uh yeah she'll be at her dad's but it's i guess it's just him and her this year so because his wife is looking after her mom in in bc right now because her mom's not doing well so well well it'll be fun for you guys at least yep yep no it'll be a good trip plus we'll get to go out to his dad's farm so then i get country moment for a while i feel like home (laughs) yes you probably need it yes well it sounds like fun well thank you for inviting me and thank you for agreeing to do this (laughs) <laughs> i mean this is one i i I mean i i can do i can pretty much do most of these episodes on my own but there's just some cases that i'm like i want somebody to be on the other side of this listening to this so they can be like dude no way and like yeah blah blah, yeah. blah. and sometimes like like melissa she seems to find the other articles that cover other little juicy details sometimes yes so then she can add in extra little tidbits and infos so it's fun I learn stuff. She learns stuff. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, it works really well. So, yeah. So, and basically all the same information I found. Yeah. With, with the Benoit one, I think it was more just, it was kind of like standardly covered. Like there wasn't, it was cut and dry. There wasn't a whole lot to it. Yeah. Right. No, like, no questioning. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, very obvious. Who and yeah. what and a little bit of the wine. But yeah. Well, exactly. thank you. Yep, you're welcome. And yeah, so if anybody has any case suggestions or just wants to share cool, fun, and interesting things with us, you can oh shit, as I knock my phone over. <laughs> um, you can email us getting high with true crime at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. There is, it's Getting High with True Crime is the page. Getting High with True Crime podcast is our community group. Um, anybody can contribute in there. Yes, you have to wait for an admin to approve it, but we're just doing that so that we don't get ourselves shut down because they like to go after true crime groups. So just because of the nature of the topics we have. So yeah. And then, yeah. So reach out talk to us we're we're pretty normal people well normal in the regard that we love getting high and then we're open-minded there you go no judgment right we're not normal we're open-minded we're open-minded and just <laughs> and just a little nutty so, just yeah. a little nutty <laughs> traveling beaver and everything yep yep and then my abracadabra avocado that's gonna be the next <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Oh, it's so going to be a thing. And I love these stickers. They turned out so good. I got these ones. Um, I'm not sponsored by these people at all, but I'm just, I'll shout out to somebody who does a great job. Um, Atomic Signs out in, I think they're in Vancouver. But yeah, they did a really great job on these. So so that's good. where I'm going to order Abercadavra Avocado from them too. Nice. So. I'll have to buy a couple. Yeah, they're they're cute. I know a truck that I want to put one on, so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, one of Brandon's best friends. Oh yeah. Okay, is there like a correlation between avocados and this person? No, the traveling beaver one. Oh, the traveling beaver one. Oh fuck, if you're gonna do that, I'll just give you one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of the la- one lady she bought like five of them off of me or something and i was like what are you gonna do with all of these and she's like i'm gonna stick them on my daughter's cars (laughs) 
and I just like I'm like oh my god if you do that I want pictures like please that would be amazing so (laughs) so if your car got stickered with a my beaver has traveled sticker and your mom is cackle laughing right now um I have nothing to do with her plants I just merely provided the design of views (laughs) you you were technically not an accomplice no no, I'm I'm not an accomplice to the crime. I am just the dude that designed the knife that was used in the crime. Exactly. You can't be blamed. No. I mean, I'm sure if we were in the States, they'd find a way to somehow sue my ass for something, but whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I think we live in good old Berta. In Canada. Which yep. is slowly turning into a steaming pile of poopy dumpster fire. So. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Nice you have the weed. Yeah, for now. Like, when is he going to take that back? Like, I mean, granted, he's the one that approved it. So I he guess won't. he won't. Next thing he'll be like, free cocaine to all families. We know how hard it is to buy your drugs. So here's our handout. And you'll get like cocaine baggies in the mail. Free cocaine. Yeah. Everybody can play in the snow. It's a family activity. Oh Jesus. <laughs> That's horrible. There's oh. another chat. For cocaine. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. It's time to go to bed. <laughs> yep, we gotta go. <laughs> well, thank you again for being here and helping me out this week. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, might have to do it again next week because I'm not sure if Melissa's back yet. Let me know. I'll let you know. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Okay, bye. I was about to say righty tighty lefty Lucy. See ya. Righty tighty lefty Lucy. (laughs) Don't ask me why. See you guys. Okay, bye.